0: It is a delight and joy to call on our rabbinic intern, Jonathan Adler, to deliver words of Torah at this time. The cycle of holidays continues, and once again, it's Zman Simchatenu, the time of our joy better known as Sukkot. For the entire week, we're commanded to be happy, to be joyous, to celebrate. You shall hold the festival of Booths for seven days. You shall rejoice in your festival. You shall have nothing but joy. Rejoice! Uh, Have you seen the headlines? It's a scary time out there. Feel nothing but joy. Have you read Ecclesiastes like we're going to next week? And like we do every Sukkot? It starts, HaKol HaVelim Amar Kohelet Avel HaVelim HaKol HaVel. Utter futility, said Kohelet. Utter futility, everything. Everything is futile. How do we reconcile Kohelet's existential dilemma and angst with the Torah's commandment to rejoice? Well, Judaism is a religion about balance. In fact, Kohelet goes on to sing about this in what is perhaps the most best-known passage from the book, Lechol Zman. There's a time for everything a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot the planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to wail, a time to dance, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Balance holding the good and the bad at the same time, making room for more than one emotion at the same time. Life requires this balancing act. One of my teachers, Rabbi Sharon Kleinbaum, taught me an old Hasidic tale. One day, a town somewhere in the Pale of Settlement, a funeral procession and a wedding procession both arrived at an intersection at the same time. This is before traffic lights or stop signs. So, who has the right of way? The answer is that the wedding procession goes first. We put joy first. So, even this Sukkot, as we have a few more days of Yom Tov in which we can perhaps avoid reading headlines such as Biden says risk of Armageddon highest since Cuban Missile Crisis. Can we just put on blinders and be wildly happy simply because the Torah tells us to? Probably not, but we can put joy first. While we're eating our meals outside in huts during a week where it's pretty chilly, especially at nighttime, we rejoice. How do we observe the commandment, you shall feel nothing but joy? We have to work at it. This is not an easy task. And it's made even more difficult by the fact that a lot of Jews are really tired right now. We've just celebrated Rosh Hashanah and we fasted as we observed Yom Kippur. We've cleaned and cooked and had guests or we've traveled and not slept in our own bed. We've had a lot of Yom Tov and holiday meals. We've missed work or school. We've thrown our regular schedules out the window. We've frantically put together Sukkot. We've scrambled to track down Lulavs and Etragim, and now it's time for more. The holidays that fill up the month of Tishrei teach us about the passing of time. Rosh Hashanah is the world's birthday. Yom Kippur is a reminder that as each year passes, we're another year closer to our own death, whenever that might be. And now we come to Sukkot, a holiday where we're taught to rejoice even in the face of utter futility. In a way, Sukkot is a source of support or comfort, a week of celebration, before we return to our normal lives after the yamim nor'a'im. There's a sort of parallel here. The traditional greeting to a mourner is one of bringing support. yenachem etchem. May God bring you comfort in your time of mourning. And Sukkot is bringing us a time to rejoice, immediately following the hard work of retrospection And repentance, we've done leading up to Yom Kippur. In fact, like our other major holidays, Sukkot brings about an early end to Shiva or Shloshim, formal mourning. Uh, Rav Soloveitchik, the great 20th century American scholar, taught that true happiness in the Torah is always associated with the concept of an intimate and close encounter with the Almighty. And so, just as we have spent hours fasting, repenting, singing, and praying, we've brought ourselves closer to God. This has given us reason not only to be comforted, but to rejoice. This does not negate the fact that someone going through loss is simply not going to be sad because they're offered comfort. Those feelings don't just go away because it's magically now the 15th of Tishrei. You shall have nothing but joy. The Hayita Ach Sameah. Well, perhaps this phrase is better translated as you shall be altogether joyful. Ibn Ezra, one of our medieval commentators, teaches that this phrase means that even though there is a commandment to be joyful during Sukkot, it also means that God will bless us in the future and we will always be happy. Another exegete, Kuni suggests that this rejoicing is due to the fact that Sukkot is a harvest holiday. We are recognizing the fact that our fields have produced bountifully, God willing. The orchards have been harvested. The crops have been put into storage. And we get to have joy surrounding that. Neither of these scholars is suggesting that Sukkot is coming to tell us that we're not allowed to be sad or worried. God has blessed us. Our proverbial cups runneth over. Even if there's something that isn't a cause for rejoicing, even if there's a funeral procession, Sukkot is reminding us that the wedding procession takes priority. We put the rejoicing first. And even Kohelet teaches this as he works through his existential dilemma in his search for meaning. The final chapter of the book begins, So appreciate your vigor in the days of your youth, before those days of sorrow come, and those years arrive, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. He continues, Before sun and light and moon and stars grow dark, and the clouds come back after the rain. So, is reminding us that time, like joy, is fleeting. This is at least one of the reasons why we read Ecclesiastes' this book of angst at Sukkot, at Zman Zimchatenu, our time of joy, because life is a balancing act. Yes. It takes a lot of work to rejoice, to be altogether joyful, but we get to. Yes, there's a time for endings, for tearing down, for mourning, but there's also a time for new beginnings, a time for dancing, a time for rejoicing. The balance is delicate. There's an art to holding joy and sadness at the same time. Even though there are a lot of days where we let the challenges and dilemmas of existence bring us down, there's still something to be joyous about. We just have to find it. We have to do the work, we get to do the work and we can find joy. So this Sukkot of 5783, uh, even as we read about hurricanes and wildfires and wars and diseases, Let's make space for joy. Let's allow the wedding procession to go before the funeral. While the sun still shines and the skies are still clear, while we can, let's remember the good. While we we are able, let us celebrate the blessings, the bounty, the incredible lives and community which the Holy Blessed One has given us. Let us be, Ach Sameach, altogether joyful. Ach Sameah, get you onto me.